0: We have the children of God in the place today. <laughs> I was talking to you last week. I'm so blessed I got to be here today. Pastor Evan had an accident, hurt his back, an exercise accident. And so he just couldn't, couldn't walk today. <laughs> yes, it was an intentional exercise. Now, he was working out, I think, and hurt his back. So I uh, wish he was here. So pray for him. But I was so happy. I just got back from Columbia last night. So I'm so happy to be here with you today. Um, now if you have your Bible, I was talking to you about focus because I was talking about the power of focus last week and uh, incidentally i 'll be back next week because it's Super Bowl Sunday and we're bringing all the all the guys from Baton Rouge over here uh, tomorrow next Sunday morning so that we can party like it's 16, 1969 or 1699 uh, uh, at the football game next week, so we're going to be all together next week too, so that's great. So I was talking about the power of focus, the power of focus. And last week, we talked about focus brings consistency. Consistency brings production. Production brings promotion. Promotion brings you into your destiny. So let's try that again. Focus brings... Consistency, very good. Three people teasing. Let's try that again. Focus brings consistency. It sounds boring, but it's how you win, right? I like the Saints. They won a few games. I wish they'd won more. How about you? Focus brings what? Consistency. Consistency. Excuse me. Consistency brings production. You start to produce. Only the consistent produce. And production brings promotion. Promotion doesn't come by accident. It it comes from production. You produce. God promotes. And from promotion, we have what? Destiny. So the link between desire and destiny is discipline. That's why Jesus made disciples, not simply believers. He made disciples because he knew the link between desire and and destiny is discipline. There's a whole lot of discipline between you and your destiny, right? How many of you don't want a doctor that just went to school but never practiced medicine? I don't want anybody operating on my brain for the first time. Like, this is going to be good. I'm going to try. I feel good about it. <laughs> I want a guy that's had a little bit of consistency. Don't, hopefully, you didn't kill anybody the last couple of times. I want to know that you have done it and that you've become disciplined and you become good at it. God doesn't promote people that are novices at life. You must become consistent and you must produce. Like even David, he had to kill a lion and a bear, then God put him in front of Goliath. you got to be killing those secret enemies, then God can promote you openly, right? It's what happens in secret in your life, it's the choices that you're making to do the right thing when you don't feel like it. Some people think... You have to feel like it in order for it to be the Holy Spirit. Wrong. Most Holy Spirit decisions, you don't feel like it. I'm just not feeling it. Well, you probably ought to just do it then. Right? I just felt like I wasn't supposed to go to church today. Wrong. I had a guy come tell me the Holy Spirit told him to leave his wife. Like, no. I've been fasting and praying. I don't care if you fast. 20 years, God didn't tell you to leave your wife and your children. He didn't like it. But it is true that God is not flaky and God is not weird. That God operates on something very simple. You get a vision and a dream, and then you become consistent and you march toward that dream, and God blesses you. Focus. That was the life of Jesus. He was led by the Holy Spirit into divine focus. Focus so your dream, your destiny, and everybody won't have their destiny because very few people stay focused, especially in America. Too many blingy things, too many things. They just can't stay focused on the important things in their life. So I want to talk to you about focus. Jesus was very focused and achieved his destiny, right? Now, it's important. What I like about GPS is uh, I don't have to know how to get to Los Angeles. I just have to listen to the next command. It gives me a lot of comfort. How about you? Like, I don't know how to get to especially when you're going somewhere in New Orleans, like a doctor's office in New Orleans, and it's on somewhere on a street that you can't even pronounce. And you're like, I don't know how to get to Guglialliar Street. And it scares you at first, but then you're like, wait, I have the GPS. And you put that in the GPS, and GPS is got you. I love the GPS because it never gets critical. That was a stupid turn. You feel like you deserve a little whipping because you didn't turn. You turned too early. But the GPS doesn't even get mad. you like, please turn. And they do a U-turn. And, and you're like, thank you for not being mad at me. Appreciate it. <laughs> and not matter how many wrong turns you made, the GPS will get you right back on track without finding fault. You're an idiot. If they did that, I would just turn it off. But but since it's more like the Holy Spirit, even if you make a wrong turn, God will get you back on. He will gently get you back on tur- on track. So when you have the GPS, there's a lot of security knowing that I'm going to move in that direction. i got to focus on the very next turn. You'll have that error. It'll say 700 feet, 300 feet, 200 feet. Okay, turn, turn, turn. Right? But you know that as long as you focus on a GPS, you won't be all right. And how many ever had the GPS, you, you start wondering if the GPS knows what it's doing. Like, this ain't right. This ain't right. You like lose all hope in life. When the GPS starts like this, it's bringing us to the bad area of town. This is not right, you know. And then, then you have to just decide: Do I trust it or do I trust my instincts? And you're like, I'm going with the GPS. And it'll, sometimes you think it's wrong, but then it turns out to be right. And that's exactly how it is. God brings you to your destiny. You just have to figure out what is the next turn. You don't have to know the whole thing. You just have to be able to say, I got steps to my destiny. Say it with me. Steps to my destiny. I want you to have a great dream, a big dream, but the Bible says that God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. What does it mean? God has a word. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God has a word of where you're going and he has a word of how you're going to get there step by step. He can light your path and he can light your way. Because sometimes it seems like the, the quickest way is a straight line. And sometimes God's got you going a long rabbit trail to get where you're going. Are you with me? So we have to understand that coming into our destiny, stay in focus, means listening, that God has step-by-step, moment-by-moment instructions for your life. You know, in this life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you settle for. And you have to make a quality decision today, I want God's best. I, Young people, I want God's best mate in my life. I don't want just a good mate. I want God mate, right? I don't want just a good life. I want God's life for me. If you will settle for less than God's best, that's what you get. I don't want It's just too much trouble. I'm just not, okay. you just have an average life and do average things, and you'll have an average eternity. Right? This is about you and all the opportunities that are in front of you. You have to make a quality decision. If the GPS says turn left, I'm turning left says, turn right, I'm turning right. I'm getting there. I don't care if it don't even seem like the right direction. I'm moving with God, right? The Holy Spirit, fortunately, will be your guide. If you have your Bible, first, 2 Kings, the second chapter, this is a lengthy reading, but I want you to see it. It is about following God into your destiny. Now when the Lord was about to take, this is verse 1, now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. Focus. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master from over you? And he said, yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he, but he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. Focus. And they came to Jericho, and the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho, Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, yes, I know it. Keep quiet. How many know the Holy Spirit is your guide? How many know Elisha said, I know it? In other words, there is a guide here, even though circumstances are saying stop here, the Holy Spirit said, you better not let go. Some of you felt like getting rid of your marriage, the Holy Spirit said, no, you ain't leaving. Right? Someone said, quit that and quit that and stop doing that. The Holy Spirit said, nope. There's a knowing that comes with the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I would not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophet also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water. And the water was parted to the one side and to the other till the two men could go over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what shall I do for you before I'm taken from you? And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. How many want to have an extravagant expectation? He didn't say, I just want what you have. He said, could I please have double what you got? I like people like that. Like, I love your anointing pastor. I want double. This is Elijah, and he said, okay, if, if I'm going to get what I want, I want double. How many want the double in 2017? Double the blessing. Oh, if you do, make, make a little noise. If you want the double in 2017. See, Elijah knows how to ask big. Don't ask small, ask big. Don't dream small, dream big. Dream for something outrageous. Bring, dream to be completely out of debt, not for just enough money to make it through the month. Dream for a huge breakthrough. Dream for a double of your salary, a double of your love, a double of your blessing, a double of your ministry. Ask God for something big. See, when you come into faith, you don't ask small. When you're in fear, you're like, I'm just a, throw me something, mister. <laughs> Please let me be a, uh, there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. You need to ask a hard thing in 2017. Thus says the Lord to you. You need to ask a hard thing, not an easy thing. Not something you can do. Ask God for something only he can do. Yet if you see me as I'm being taken from you. He says, now, if you stay focused, if you see me as I'm being taken from you, if you stay focused, if. Can you say that big word with me? If. It's the biggest two-letter word in the Bible. If. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and repent of their sin, then I would hear from heaven and heal their land. If. If you see me, you can have it. The blessing is only for The focused. The hard thing is only for the focused, not for the distracted. But if you see me, you'll get it. You've asked a hard thing yet. If you see me as I'm being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, if you're not focused, it shall not be so. What a powerful word. It says if you're focused, you're going to get the blessing. If you're not focused, you will be just the same place this year as you were last year. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire, horses of fire, separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it. He was focused. And he cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them in two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back. It went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan, and he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, "Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other side, and Elisha went over. Now this is a lesson for your life, and I'll try to give it to you. If I don't finish, I'll finish next week. I'll try to get it to your spirit because this is not another little sunny morning ditty that you can forget. Time lunch is over. I want it to mark your life because this is your life and God wants the best for you. It's not up to me, it's up to you. This is your choice, it's your decision. I want to go through these really quickly with you. How he did you know Elisha, in fact, received the double portion. In the Bible, there are twice as many miracles Elisha did than Elijah. Elijah still has the press, but Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah did because he actually did get the double portion. How many of you actually want the double portion this year? You got to want it. All right? There are four stops here that we're going to talk about. And the first, there are four stops on your way to destiny. This is very, very methodical, but God is telling each one of us, this is how you reach your destiny. The first stop is called Gilgal, Gilgal. Number one, Gilgal, Gilgal, which means rolling away. Now, it doesn't just mean rolling away. It was Gilgal where they performed the ceremony of circumcision. It literally means rolling away of the flesh. It means that most people are living for their own flesh. Even when they serve God, it is about what about me, what can I get? And they, for many people this destiny the place where they're trying to overcome personal sin it becomes their entire walk with god they they sin and they make stupid mistakes then they come to church and repent and then they go back and do the same ridiculous thing again and this becomes their entire destiny is is tied up in them trying to get rid of drugs trying to get rid of sexual sin trying to get rid of negative talking try to get rid of fear all the things that are part of the flesh They just make, this is their relationship with God. Can you help me get rid of my problems? Now, look, God brings him there first because it's true. You'll never have your destiny unless you quit doing that thing that keeps knocking you down. I'm not suggesting you can take it away because the rolling away is something God actually did. It's a place where God meets you and says, you know, let's have an encounter and let's get rid of that stuff once and for all. What does it say in the book of Hebrews? It says, Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you, and run with patience the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So some people, they get rid of the sin, but they keep the weight. Are you with me? If you want to run a race, don't be all weighed down. Look, just let me give you this word. You want your destiny? Stop being goofy. Stop saying, I can't quit doing it. I'm just addicted. You're not addicted. Stop saying, I don't care what they say on TV. You're not an addict of anything. You're an addict to Jesus. And when you're addicted to Jesus, you're free from everything else. You are set free. Come on. You've been set free from your bondage. You've been set free from your depression. You've been set free from drugs, both prescription and non-prescription. You've been set free from overweightness. Come on, shout. Don't shout with me. Or do, either way. I'll tell you what, God can do it. You can suffer your whole life because you're comforting yourself with food, and God can take that away from you, and you can be healthy the rest of your life. Do you believe that? See, you want your destiny? you got to get rid of some of this stuff. But I love gumbo. Throw the gumbo away. Start eating salad. I can't. I just can't. Every time my wife fixes it, I just something comes over me. <laughs> and there I am, just my third bowl. I'm just slopping right through it. I don't know. You're bigger than that gumbo. Come on, shout with me a little bit. You're bigger than that gumbo. You're bigger than those biscuits. Come on, somebody. You're bigger than whatever it is that has you in bondage. God inside of you is bigger than that thing that is holding You know what's big about that thing that's holding you? It's in your mind that it's bigger than you are, that those cigarettes are bigger than you are, or that habit is bigger than you are. It's not. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You have to stop making excuses for it and saying, I'm going to Gilgal, and God is rolling away. The sin sin that easily besets you, it says, lay it aside. Why would the Bible say that if you couldn't do it? You can you just don't think you can. And let me tell you something. You might think you just came to church, but today is a moment of grace. If you would reach out your faith right now, that thing would roll away from your life. And you say, I don't know why I'm not hungry. I used to be hungry all the time. I'm not now. I know what happened. Let it go. God can roll it away. Some guy, all, all I did was look at porno and girls. I, at all I can't quit doing Yes, you can. It can be rolled away right now. It's not natural. It's not real. And it doesn't have a hold on your life. It cannot control you. You want your destiny or you want that because you're not going to have both. God wants to roll it away. Stop making excuses for what's hurting you. Y'all get mad at me? Don't get mad because God wants to do great things, but you got to give him what you have so he can give you what he has. You got to be willing. You don't have to live in guilt and shame. God loves you the same anyway. Just like you love your children. If they mess up or don't mess up, you still love your children. But what you want them to do is step into their destiny and stop letting things that don't matter control their life. You can quit doing it. You can today because the water is moving here today. And all you have to do is say, you know what? Right now, it's over. That habit's over. No more excuses. It's over. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. But today, God takes away the desire for that thing that's been controlled in your life. Today, that, that thing that was a big deal it's no longer a big deal in your life. Come on, just lift your hands. Don't be embarrassed. Lift your hand. That thing that's been controlling you, those depressing thoughts, they leave your life right now. They are set aside. Those weights that have been weighing you down, today you're setting them aside. They used to be a big thing, but they're a small thing. Those things that used to be your greatest weakness, today have become your greatest strength. It's your area of strength now. It's not an area of weakness because you set it aside. You went to Gilgal, and God removed that that was blocking your destiny. There's an anointing here to remove. There's a Gilgal anointing here today. You just have to recognize and say, put me in that water. I'm tired of making excuses for my life and calling that grace. God gives you grace. God wants to give you a grace to quit. Not just a grace to keep doing it and say, Jesus paid it all. He did pay it all. But you could lose your destiny wasting time with that thing. You end up in heaven missing your destiny. What's worse than that? Only hell is worse than that. They say, I lived my whole life and miss God? Why I was born? You're not going to miss that. Come on, that's why you came to church today. You know you don't want to miss that. You don't want to just go to heaven. You want to go to heaven having accomplished your purpose. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You are faithful in a few things. God is going to make you rule over many things. That's what it says in the book of Isaiah. They'll look at Satan and find out what a puny, Imp, liar, freak, he is. They'll look at it and they'll, they'll see how puny he is, and they'll say, You're the one that shook the nations. You're the one that controlled my life. You're the one that stole my destiny. You're the one that stole from my family. You're the one that stole my finances and my ministry. I can't believe I let something that looks like you control my life. Come on, say it with me. God is greater. You're not bringing that into 2017. I'm just going to prophesy. You're not bringing that into 2017. You're not going to bring that thief into 2017. You're not going to bring that liar into 2017. You're going into 2017 a great victor, a great conqueror, because Jesus lives inside of you. Come on. Preach it over your life. Say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on. Prophesy. I know I couldn't quit. Say it, I know I couldn't quit, but there's one inside of me who took away that desire, and I replaced the desire for foolishness with the desire for my destiny. Come on, just receive it right now. God loves you so much. Look, God loves you more than that silly little thing. Jesus took it out of the way with the cross. That little behavior, that little feeling, that little thing that you think is such a small thing, but I can't quit. You can't quit today. It's over in Jesus' name. You just release your faith. You're going to release your faith and you're going to stop being miserable and you're going to stop allowing depression to visit you every single freaking night. Excuse my language. But you're going to have to say, you know what? That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm not defeated. I've got something better to live for. I've got something greater to live for. I'm not allowing that in my life. Look, turn on the worship at your house. Put it on the YouTube. Put on Worship 24-7. Change the atmosphere. The atmosphere is changing in your life. Come on, everybody say a Gilgal. Look, it's a first step, but it's an important step. Get rid of that. You're better than that. You're better than addictions and issues and, and controlling, life-controlling anger and bitterness and depression. And you're better than that. You're the child of God. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands. Just receive again that you're God's favorite. You're his baby girl. You're his baby boy, and he's about to make you great in the earth. He's about to make you shine. You're going to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He's going to make your enemy your footstool, that thing that used to control you. You're just going to put your feet up on and say, you used to control me, but now I'm reigning over you. I'm reigning in life through Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come and play for us today. Come and play for us. We're going to go to one other location, but I don't want to take away the anointing to be free because it's here you can have an encounter right now because the holy spirit is like a, a sharp instrument a sharp tool at doing surgery in your life and he's pointing out the problem and saying you know what that's it it's not a big thing that's stopping you it's a little thing stop making it big jesus is bigger come on look at the cross sin was powerful But Jesus overcame it. Jesus didn't die so that you could live more comfortably in your failure. Jesus died so that you could be free, that you could give up your life at the cross and that you could receive something new, something beautiful, the real you. God is not condemning you, and He's not exposing you, and He's not impatient with you, but you have to know your moment. There is a moment where God says enough, and today it's enough with the guilt. It's enough with the shame. It's enough with the excuses. It's enough with wrestling and struggling. It's enough with the extramarital texting on Messenger and Facebook. It's enough with all that. It cannot control you. Those emotions are not bigger than Jesus. Those wrong emotions, Jesus is bigger than those emotions. Don't make it complicated. Like Jesus said, you got to be like a child and say, you know what? I was at church on Sunday. I got set free. The thing that was so big became nothing to me. I just set it aside. It was a Gilgal experience, and God just rolled it away. That's an anointing, you know. It's like when the water moves, you got to be the first one in. See, faith is when you recognize God's doing something. I want that. Come on. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Maybe we should just stop right here and say, you know what? Put in your spirit something from the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying Enough is enough. It ends today. Your past, your habits, the weights, the things that have dragged you down over and over, don't see how close that you can get to the world. See how close you can get to Jesus in 2017. Somebody said, well, I got really close to the world. Jesus still loves me. He does love you. It's never been about whether Jesus loves you. It's all been been about whether you love Jesus. You'll forget the negative when you pursue the positive. You can't let it go as long as it's the focus of your life. Put something out there that's bigger, bigger and better than what you've been through. And you may have come to church today maybe sin and immoral things and things that you're ashamed of. Maybe those are not the things that are wearing you out. Maybe that's something that's behind you. But now worry and stress and Pressure and anger and bitterness and confusion. These are the fruit of the wrong spirit. It's been weighing you down and you've lost your energy for life. You've lost your energy to conquer. And Jesus wants to restore the energy to conquer the joy in your life. Some of you have been through difficult times and it's soaked the joy, it's soaked the expectation and you've settled for the expectation of survival and God wants you to expect victory in your life. You're not just going to get through, you're going to overcome. You are stepping out of the darkness into the light. You are stepping out of your past into the future. Nothing in the future matters. All that you passed through was to prepare you for 2017, what God was going to do in 2017. If you're not willing to let it go, you can go ahead and bring it on. But the Holy Spirit is saying, let it be rolled away. Let it be rolled away. Don't let January pass you by and you're still holding on to things that have been holding on to you that have been keeping you from God's presence that have been keeping you from God's best. And listen, let me give you some advice from the Holy Spirit. Don't settle for a life of compromise. Settle for a life of excellence. Settle for a life where you can stand before Jesus and say, I did it. I did it. There was a lot of distractions, and I made a lot of mistakes. But I remember it was 2017. I went to Gilgal on a Sunday morning. I stepped over that line, and I've been free, free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Because you're changing, everything is changing, and God is rolling away. Come on. If you stretch out your faith, it's not even lunchtime. God is going to, if you've had difficulty with your weight, God is going to roll away that control from your life. You've been condemning yourself, and you've been feeling self-conscious and calling yourself ugly and all those names. That's enough. That's enough. Today, you conquer. You're not going to be sick, and you're not going to die young because you ate too much. You're going to be healthy, and you're going to be strong, And you're going to bring people into freedom. That's what grace is. Grace is when God comes and does for you what you can't do for yourself. You say, I've tried. You don't have to try. You just have to receive. But it is faith. It's not wishing and hoping. You have to say, there's something in the room. And God just took that away from me. And it's going to affect your decisions. It's going to affect you in the dark. And God is removing today wrong desires. Desires that you've had to fight against and push against. and God's going to take it away. Today, God has taken away a chronic worry. You just worry, and you worry, and you worry. And, and sometimes you say, I just want to kill myself because I just don't want to live like this anymore. Well, listen, don't kill yourself. Come and be set free. The atmosphere is changing. A miracle can happen now. Then the worship team is going to come up. We have some time we're not in a hurry. What I'm going to do is, you don't have to, you can be right in your seat if you want to, but in a moment, we're going to sing this song, and when you come to this altar, you're going to say, this is my Gilgal. I remember it was a sunny morning. I left that worry. I left that depression. I left that fear. I left that habit. I left that negative. I know God loves me, but I want my destiny. I know God doesn't condemn me, but I want my destiny. I know that God would keep putting up with my foolishness, but I want my destiny. I want something positive. I want God's dream in my life. If you're saying that today, we're going to begin to sing this song. Let the worship team come.